Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? How are you doing? Yep, it's that time of uh, the week again. It's another new episode of Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean. This is episode number 368. That's more than a year. I'll tell you that much. Uh, shout out to everybody who happens to be watching us or will watch this on Twitch.tv. Of course, that's Weekly Games Chat. We do stream this episode, um, or we try to stream these episodes as we record them so you can see us and how cool we look, because we're cool. Uh, speaking of cool, um, are we ready? Uh, I need to look at Chris first. Chris, are you ready? Because we officially have to correct we have to correct a thing. Uh, this is a visual for Twitch last week. Uh, Chris, you know, he's been wanting to Thanos somebody, and it turns out our very own John got thanos uh he currently is just a pal of uh we're gonna call it dust or ash whatever you want to call it but i think the power is going to be restored because in a minute and actually like a second i'm going to say john welcome back it is good to see you and i have to snap him though you got to snap him back buddy i just want to say last week we've tried to make the greatest episode and afterwards i was asked what did it cost me and I said, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll do this. We'll do this. There's a snap. There's a snap. It, I think there's a delay. There's a delay. Hey, shh, shh. Oh, I sent him to a bar. I didn't sign up him out of existence. I just sent him to a bar. It's, where's There's John. <laughs> there's John. John's back. Oh, life is good. Uh, my quality, by the way, I don't know why, is set at 160. Uh, don't do that if you're watching us on Twitch. We stream at 1080, so make sure you switch that. But, John, welcome back. Way to go hard on the bottle. Must have been a tough week, but, hey, you're here. Looking good. Love the shirt. How you doing, man? This is when you would talk because we haven't heard from you in a week. I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? Yeah, what are you drinking on? Some Jameson or something? What is that? I changed this up. In fact, this was a birthday present. Yeah, uh, happy birthday. Wait, what? Yeah, I haven't had, <laughs> haven't had this... Uh, haven't had this before. It's the McAllen. McAllen. For my birthday. McAllen. And it's, yeah, I don't know uh, if you, it's very good. I don't know. If, oh, my God. Why do I got like the, the drunk hiccups going on? Uh, we did wish you a happy birthday. I don't know if you listened. You claim that you do or don't sometimes. I can't remember, but we definitely well, wish you a happy birthday. I have another drink that's with me. And you said something really mean to me. I did. About this drink. Well, it was a, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was, it's that weird thing where I was flexing it, on you because you're back and I'm trying to well, show you I miss you, but I'm mean to you. Yeah. Well, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt a lot. Um, what is it you said? I forget. A cup is lame. Yeah. It's lame. So actually, so it, a, a story behind that. If you, uh, <laughs> if you take this thing off, watch me spill this. So Please spill it. Please spill it. It'll make great, great so, radio. This uh this has a like a detachable lid. Welcome to old man chat, ladies and gentlemen. Just right. want you to know I'm glad you're here. But oh, it's for this, like a handle. I got this. Yeah, it was, it's a handle for for one of these Yetis. Yeah, so I, I saw that. So this was in my stocking uh, a few years ago. In fact, the first Christmas when we moved into this house, and I pulled it out of my stocking. I looked at it and said, "Oh, that's cool. That that'll go on my that'll go on my Yeti." And Aiden looks at me. As I'm holding it, he goes, <laughs> he says, look out, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw those. They hang them up really funny. At, like I saw them at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, you did. And I went, who would get one of those? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this guy. That guy. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that is John. He is back. He is unthanos, and he will have a story to tell in just a minute. But without further ado, you've already heard him, uh, and Twitch has seen him, but we need to officially welcome the homie Chris. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? I kind of want to also welcome back Nacho for the first time in weeks in our chat. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Look head that. boy. Uh, pre, uh, yeah. Nacho's been busy. He's got a lot going on. For sure. Uh, but welcome. Welcome back to the Twitch chat to our one and only Nacho Ordinary Gamer. Yeah. See what, see what he did there? See what he did there? Nice. But yeah, I'm doing good, Sean. Uh, nice. Just, it's very good. Just a, uh, just another week. Just another day and in, in, yeah, whatever. Whatever yeah. you want to say. I do got to let you guys know because I know if you're listening, you're like, have they started the something's better than Odyssey? Yes. Acid Sugar has now said that John's son, Aiden, is in fact better than Odyssey. Well, <laughs> that's not true. That's, yeah, that's a, now I we even, have the first false. <laughs> even I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of iffy. Uh, <laughs> but we, yeah, we, this is the intro portion of the show, ladies and gentlemen, where we kind of catch up. Uh, we, we we have things that have happened the past week we want to share with you just in case you didn't get a chance to, you know, do those things or if you're wondering about it. Uh, and also, John has like a story from when he went to the Braves game on that day he got snapped. Oh, man. So, yeah. What, sh- tell us about that, John. I should get snapped more, more often. often. <laughs> uh, but let me just, before I get into that, I just also want to um, recognize that me and my beautiful wife. Your wife. <laughs> your wife. Good job. Um, Clarissa, uh, yesterday celebrated 10 years of marriage. and uh, Happy anniversary, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I just wanted to wish her a, a happy anniversary. Is she listening? Nah. But uh, she actually is probably working upstairs. For the but, record, uh, I snapped him because it's been 10 years of betrayal as far as I'm concerned. It's been 10 years since you betrayed him, man. <laughs> Had it all good, John. Everything was working out. <laughs> Way to go, John. You could have played all the so Metroid years, games you've wanted. So so last last Tuesday, I was invited. I mean, I was invited prior to this, but I was I was invited to uh, a baseball game, and not just any baseball game. It was uh, Braves versus Phillies. Did that matter? Not really. Because the Phillies I don't think are very good this year. Which But they do have Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah. But, but the Braves demonstrated how bad the Phillies are this year. Um, but I got to, I got to uh, watch the game from our company's suite. Yeah. Uh, nice. Which, which was, um, which is right behind home plate. And you, uh, you know, I've never, <laughs> I go to the Braves games every once in a while, once a year, we tend to try to go at least once. And we always sit like usually down on the third base line, closer to uh, closer to left field where you cook. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun, yeah. And we're we're usually doing a a, a a game during the day. This was a night game. Um, I I've, I don't think I've ever been to a night game. Uh, this one was very pleasant. Not only that, whenever you got hot, which wasn't often because there were ceiling fans around, right? Um, you were cold sitting, beer. You were cold beer. You were sitting pretty much any beer you wanted. They had sushi for God's sake. Yeah, in the suite. Uh, in in the suite, and it was just. It was a company. It was a company event, uh, but watching the game from that close up, where you could just, you know, you could smell Acuna's aftershave, whatever that was, brute. But um, 
<clears throat> speaking of which, he's not he's not he's not back to he's not he's not back to normal yet. He's not a Cunha yet. Right. No. Right. No, you could definitely tell. But um they put a shlacking on the Phillies. I think it ended up being twelve to one. Maybe they maybe <laughs> Phillies scored it John right. Chat's correcting you saying you smelled his taint. That is incorrect. Dude. <laughs> that is incorrect. Acuna is yeah. better than an Odyssey. <laughs> Acuna's taint better than Odyssey. But uh you, you know, it's like they have this they have this sectioned off uh, like three rows of seats outside of the suite itself that you can go outside, sit there, great seats. Then you can go inside of the suite where there's a kitchen area where there's refreshments, drinks. Um, and my good buddy, these two guys know him from back in the day. Eric Runcy was there. Uh, so it was great to see him. Um, we started talking about uh, what? I said, I don't know who that is. You know who that is. And we started uh, we started talking about baseball cads. <laughs> Baseball cats. That's how he would say that too. Because uh, Eric, Eric is from like Southie in Boston. I mean, yeah. Watch Goodwill Hunting, and you will, and you know exactly how Eric talks. It was good to see him. And I don't. I I, I told uh, I told our SVP later on. I said I don't think um, I don't think I could uh, I don't think I could go back to normal games anymore. Right. I don't. I don't think I have it in me to do that. This was such you're bougie this, now. This, yeah. this was such a way to experience it. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better is if they were playing the Dodgers. But um, but it was a really fun experience that I'm glad they I'm glad that they gave this this peon an opportunity to to participate in that. It was really fun. I mean, the next day we had to get up and do some work, but uh, the night before was just absolutely incredible. There was this person um, from one of our vendors. Uh, her name was. Um, Karima, I believe is her name. She was from Morocco. Mm. And um, she said that she'd never been to any type of sporting event, whether it's soccer, whatever. And soccer is real big where she's from. And so she was sitting there in this, this suite going, you know, I'm with you. I can't, this is my first, this is my first live sporting event. And this is how I'm experiencing it. Um, It's going to be a letdown regardless of, any other event I see in the future, but really great time. And I'm glad I got to go. It was, uh, but I did miss you guys. Um, no, if they gave me the opportunity, John, you can go to the suite every time there's a game in Atlanta or you, but it requires you to quit the show. We're done. We're toast. Hey, it's a duo show again. Yeah. Yeah. We're back to a duo. It is like, (laughs) Going to you're a just gonna, you're just gonna have to snap me again. <laughs> going to a suite in any sport because I've been to NFL and I've been to baseball. You quickly realize you're like, oh, oh, there is a different class of civilization. I, I'm not part of that. Okay, I'm poor. Yeah. Okay, I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, me and Eric did have a good conversation with a vendor who was uh, who was a big Orioles fan. Uh, did it? Did Chris. you guys? Uh, did did you ask Eric about his 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 Boston Red Sox? That wouldn't have been a good idea. We're only probably, like four games nah, out, bro. No, nah, but but it's funny during the during the playing of the national anthem when we're all standing. I he don't said, know "Oh, how he he yelled it out, and nobody was expecting it." And we were like, "What? That's I mean, somebody tackled this guy. That was so disrespectful." But he was like, "No, no, no. That's what we do in the Orioles games." Yeah, that's, it, it was. It scared all of us because <laughs> we're in this enclosed <laughs> space. It's a very. Weird thing if you've never been to Camden Yard since full and to all of a sudden now nowhere here, 40,000 people go, oh, 
Yeah. But if you guys ever have a chance with our company to go, do not say no. It is, Mm -hmm. it is really something. It really is. I was, I was very blessed to be able to go. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to go to the, the Braves ballpark on myself. I'm a, I'm a Boston fan too. Not by way of Southie, like Eric. Mine's more of a, like a video game where I played as the Red Sox as a teenager. And I got to be Mo Vaughn and Nomar Garcia Para. And uh, from that point on, I learned about Fenway even more because uh, I did play baseball as a as a kid. And it, I kind of got hooked to the tradition. And they had sucked. And they never won. And there was a curse. And then Jimmy Fallon made a movie about it. Or he, <laughs> at least he was at Fenway Park. And, you know, then it turned into just pure fandom. But you, very cool. I'm glad you got to go. Uh, I got to be honest. I don't want you to go every week. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you know, I don't. Even I know it. it's a joke. That that was me just trying to let you know that I love your if, face. I mean, if 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 it was just me and no vendors, yeah, sure, I'd go. But <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, me and Chris, we didn't do anything but stay home and watch movies. <laughs> we both saw. We won't really get into this. We'll just Chris sign off on this. If you're into documentaries and you like music, yeah, you know about Woodstock. There's a documentary on Netflix called Woodstock '99. Check it out. <laughs> I think it's what Woodstock '99 train wreck. Train wreck, yeah. Train <laughs> wreck. Is, it it documents that sucker. Yeah, I was actually accurate. there. I actually the weird no, part was yeah. I, no, I don't. I don't believe you were there. I actually well, did have a friend after it came out though that posted to her Facebook that she went. She was like she just graduated high school and she went as like before she went off to college and she posted all these like you know pictures you know not digital like that she took pictures of pictures on her phone polaroids yeah Yeah. like yeah from from the weekend and i mean like there's the pictures of just all the people jumping into raw sewage and yeah there's there's bonfires and everything look no she wasn't there if you can fake a moon landing you can fake woodstock come (laughs) on but motors the moon is i probably i've said this i probably would have gone if i had been one or two years older I'll but, tell you what, uh, I'm going to use this opportunity from Walter Actual, who says, I hear Prey is pretty uh, dang good. And you know what? Uh, if you were playing the Guess What Sean's talking about this week game, you'd be you'd be a winner. Because, yeah, at, at the request of uh, two of our really good friends, right, this never happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got Chris, with everybody knows. And then think of a completely opposite person, and that's our friend Mike, right? Uh so Mike and Chris both, I think it was yesterday, go, hey, man, have you seen Prey yet? And I was like, no. And that both of them, in this harmonious way, were like, you need to watch Prey. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, dude, it's on Hulu, and it's amazing. And I was like, really? And meanwhile, Chris, I think he kind of got up for a minute, and then Mike goes, bruh. When do me and Chris ever agree on something? <laughs> and so sure enough, I watch it and I got to tell you guys, Chris has also seen it. Uh, but the cinematography and the way they captured this movie, mm-hmm. it is a it's a prequel movie for Predator, first off. I that's not a spoiler, apparently it's in a preview or if you google it, you'll see it. Uh so now you're thinking of the technology of alien predator thing that you know about right from previous movies and in the setting they put that in it is quite fascinating uh i was on the edge of my seat i i think the movie was fantastic and i i gotta tell you 
I asked myself, how is this not a movie movie? Meaning like we have to pay to watch it in like a movie theater at first, at least. Yeah. Um, it's not a long movie. It was about under two hours, right? Yeah. It's about one hour, times. 50 minutes. Unfortunately, as, as Sean alluded to, it should have been a movie movie. Uh, but unfortunately, Disney did not want to give that movie to HBO Max to stream when it got done with theaters. So instead, they put it out on Hulu, which just kind of sucks because that movie, I, I'm with Sean, like when you see the shots of the uh, the hills and the forest, right, and everything, and yeah. the, like the parts where like when she's at the river and all that, it's just so beautiful to look at uh, and a great juxtaposition position to what comes later which is horrific and yeah classic predator <laughs> yeah it 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 just it does this way that you don't get from a lot of movies where it captures you feel like you're standing next to these characters in these environments mm -hmm. uh and i don't necessarily feel that about every movie but i want to take this opportunity too uh so we have a first time chatter awesome name by the way fizzle gig uh, who who came into the chat and said, whoa, this is about the time John mentioned that there was a fake Woodstock, a fake moon landing, and he said, I guess the world's flat too, eh? John was just kind of kidding about things, but, you know, I'll let John speak to that if he wants, but welcome. That, pred that predator was fake too. That predator was fake too. And then you go on to basically say that your stepdad is an Otoy, Missouri, Missouri uh, and that he, he loved it and loves anything with Native Americans in it. That's pretty awesome. And then you go on to say that your stepdad's uncle was also, and you put in quotes, a famous Native American actor. So hmm. that's that's really cool. Welcome to the family. And, and chat, make sure you take care of Fizzle Gig. That's super cool. And look at that, Chris. You know, the, speaking of segues, could we have a better one? I got a Jay Dalton in chat who comes in and says, yo, is that not a Josh move or what, Chris? And then... Mike showed up right afterwards. Oof. Well, Chris, you just missed the transition to talk yeah, about I know, your thing. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to miss. That was not the only movie I watched this weekend. I also went and saw Bullet Train with friend of the show, Josh. Um, was he on time or late? He was on time. And the most important development, John, um, I got him to not go to Jason's Deli for the first time since I think last year. Mm. For you know, And it took a lot. You know, we had to go to a very exotic place called Red Robin um, and get a burger. So, That's you know. fine dining. Fine yeah, dining. right? <laughs> That's some yum. <laughs> right? I think that was the first time I'd ate in a Red Robin in about seven years. <laughs> Definitely before the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, Bull Train. Um, new movie from the dude who directed uh, Deadpool 2. He's done a lot of other movies uh, that kind of like they always have a lot of pop culture references and just, you know, adult humor to them in the background. I thought it started out slow, but I got to say when it wrapped, you know, kind of like kicked in the gear on the back half and really let its points go. I was like, this is a fun time. I don't know if it's something you absolutely need to go see in theaters, but if you if you enjoy Deadpool, too, and you enjoy uh Brad Pitt, uh, and just good action sequences, right? Kind of like over the top action, like not really realistic necessarily. Um, with some cool little twists and turns along the way, I'd say go check it out. You'll have a blast. Um, it'll be a fun, fun time. You'll want to take your own ride on a bullet train after oh, watching. No, he didn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> he um, did. Just so you know, uh, 
they mentioned in chat, Hag himself actually did that Red Robin was also better than Odyssey. Uh, questions about bottomless fries came up. Yes, of course, bottomless fries are still a thing. Uh, I have to tell you guys to go with the sweet and spicy ketchup as an addition to your bottomless fries. That ketchup is the bomb.com. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what we did, boys and girls. That was our intro. Uh, so if you're new to watching this on Twitch, you're, we're going to pause the recording. Uh, and yeah, you'll get to see some behind the scenes stuff that's not too exciting. But then we'll come back for everybody who's listening. Uh, and I guess uh, if we got nothing else to add, that's kind of where we're at. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, and this is a thank you to those who listened to our intro and continued listening to right here. Or for those who were like, I want to go hear about this, this being the topic this week. And you scrolled on over to here. No matter what, we're all home now. We're all ready to do this thing called the topic time. This is where I shut up and Chris is going to properly introduce it and we'll go from there. Chris. The topic is... Yeah, we, we, we think we're going to go with Live Alive. It could be Live Alive. It could be Live a Live. Uh, that one took everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just going <laughs> to... Chris is going to need a breather for a minute because that was one of the greatest intros he's ever done. Um, but yeah, here we are, boys. Topic time. Some of them are a lot easier to do and get like the hype behind the, the name than others. You know? Like if yeah. we if we did like two point campus next week, that's a hard one to do, you know, to to put the hype on. Well, Chris, we we have to start this off correctly. We have to start it off right. And I don't mean to fact check you, mm-hmm. but it is actually live alive. Well, that's that's more that's more my fault then. I've heard it. I told him. I'll put it this way: I've heard ten different ways in the last two weeks when looking at things and i just went yeah i'm gonna go with this and when you tell your dog to shut up we're being pros right now doing a show john shut up and we're doing a show yeah we're yeah. we're doing a show burgess <laughs> burgess is like i don't care but How yeah do you say live alive uh the latest of the i guess you could call it remakes that has been put out by square or or just not even just remakes right but projects that really embrace the old school uh, SNES era games that they did. Uh, um, Chris, we got to make another correction. <laughs> this is, this is a record for you. Uh, two corrections in less than five minutes. That's uh, the super NES. We will accept SNES. Uh, the super Nintendo entertainment system. We will also accept uh, mm-hmm. super Nintendo. We will also accept, but we will never under any circumstances, we will snap you into oblivion. We will never, I can't even say it. I shouldn't even say it, Sean. You don't say it, man. You know, don't stoop to his level, dude. Well, this one is actually unique because it never came out on the SNES. It only came out on the Super Famicom. What do we got? Uh, do, do you like? Do you like killing me slowly by saying those words? Yes. 
It's it's yes. it's the highlight I have of joy my... in that. Yes, I love to do that <laughs> every single week. I'm just like ah, feels so good. Ah. <laughs> but yes, uh, this one never came to the United States. But yes, it's in the vein like uh, this remake of the. I guess I don't know what the way to say it. HD 2D graphics mixed with a 3D background, right? And you've seen this probably the most predominant one that everyone will know uh octopath traveler right everyone that yeah. they that it, was it's come, very that, much octopath traveler yes yeah that was the first one that grabbed all of us i think where we were like "Ooh, what is this like you could almost see like when you watch that game you're like that's what when you were a kid you thought games would look like in the future like you know the just, future it's just gonna be really nice 16-bit graphics <laughs> with more really things nice. going on <laughs> But this one, yeah, as I said, it never came to the United States, and I think I know why, and that's that it's very unique in the sense of it's not your classic JRPG. You know, a lot of people, when you go to that era and you're thinking of Square, you're thinking, of course, Final Fantasy, Chrono, uh, Chrono Trigger, uh, Secret of Mana would be another one, I think, that you see a lot of people bring up. And... With those, you know, it was generally, hey, you'd form your party and they would go off on one grand adventure. And over time, you would have battles against random enemies and eventually bosses. And as you put your time in, you would have your characters level up. They'd get stronger. You could do different types of builds for those characters. Uh, that's generally what you think of when you're thinking of that era of RPGs or JRPGs. And and you've seen a lot of examples of that. Just Octopath Traveler is a great example. Uh, the Bravely Default series obviously pulls off a lot of that stuff today. Um, but this doesn't really do any of that. This is very unique because instead of it being one big long journey with one, maybe like five or six central characters that are always together, here, you're actually playing what is essentially at first seven kind of short individual stories that each have their own mechanics and setting, right? Um, and feel, I would even say, over the course of maybe about 15 to 20 hours. Uh, I have not finished this game yet. I haven't gone to the final chapter, but I have done six of the seven of the original and from my understanding there's a a final chapter that unlocks that kind of takes it somewhere unique and different but we haven't seen it but what i mean is that you have characters from all points of history going all the way back to prehistory right you have a person that it's kind of cool how they yeah. do this too you have a caveman you have a ninja from japan you have a uh, a monk master from uh from china uh, you know, from like the uh, the dynasty era era of China, you have a cowboy from the old west here in America, a fighter from the present day, uh, kind of a different type of fighter in a way. In the um, what you call it, in the near future, and then it even goes all the way to the far future with what looks like a little robot weird thing. That that's the only one I haven't done um, so far. So that's what I need to work on to finish the game before I unlock the final chapter. But what's cool is that every story is about, I would say between two and four hours. And while the core fighting mechanics in the game consistently stay the same, 
that's about it for each one. So for those who are interested, this fighting style is kind of a mix between your tactical JRPGs and your traditional JRPGs. And what I mean by that is that you have a grid board with your characters on there and your enemies that you're going against, and you can move to various squares um, that then get you in position to be able to do certain types of attacks, which you choose from a list and some of them have to charge up. Um, and meanwhile, as you watch your enemies, they have a time bar that is also building up and whenever it fills up, they can either move or they can do an attack on you. So you're kind of playing this game of making sure you get attacks in on the enemy, but then you get out of the way whenever the enemy is ready to do damage, right? Or that if they someone has to take damage, they can take that damage. And if you have a healer or you have healing items, you can get to them and repair them before they go down. Because with this game, there is no mana pool. There's no um, limits to how much you can cast magic or anything like this or what attacks you can use at any point. Instead, it's you know, you have to more so prepare to make sure that when someone does get hurt, you get them up right away and healed because if you ever really die in this, there's not much of an opportunity to resurrect them and bring them back into the battlefield. So you kind of have to strategize for that. But even then, the fighting experiences change with, with each game. Uh, you have, or I should say, each time period. When you're doing prehistory, it's more of your traditional JRPG where you have this caveman and his uh, friend who, of course, is a monkey. Um, they do fart attacks and poop attacks because why not? Um, <laughs> right. And they start out at level one and you have to build them up and you have to go fight random enemies and slowly build them up over time. Uh, and they can just be walking around this open map and all of a sudden, boom, you're in a fight against, you know, whatever creatures are in the area at that one moment. But then you go to the next area, the, the China era, right? And here you're this monk master. And instead of fighting consistently against random opponents, what you're doing is you're training your three disciples to try to find someone to become a new monk master for your for your area. And with there, you're having these one-on-one -on -one battles where basically the goal is to beat down your students to make them stronger in key stats so that when it comes time to pick the monk master, someone is built up and you can, you know, make them a Sifu and they can go off and fight and defend your kingdom. Uh, See, first, Chris knows how to say that word because he played Sifu earlier this year. Right. Or whenever it was. That's they all said. laughed at me when I said. It, it all comes together, boys and girls. Right. Uh, but then later on, you have the Western period, which is duels, right? You know, because you're a cowboy and you're in the Old West and people will shoot at you. And whenever they shoot, you'll counter them with a little quick fire draw if you've got the stats and things like that. And you never actually level up these characters. Like the thing that's unique, the Chinese and the, uh, the Western characters, they don't level. They're at what level they are. They are already masters. There, it's just about the kind of fighting experiences they go against. Um, and it changes every single time. So if you find a mechanic that you're not really digging, what's cool about it is that after about two or three hours, you're probably going to be done with it. And 
I've only had one in this, I would say, that I did not care for that much, which was the near future. I didn't care for that character's that the whole entire fighting and everything that was going on um, in the kind of enemies I was facing, but it was fine. Cause after two or three hours, I was on to the next thing. Uh, and you know, I was in, then I was a ninja in Japan, just running around rooftops, jumping and sneaking and all of a sudden, you know, hiding from, from soldiers and opening things like every area has something unique to it that you just do not find somewhere else. And it, keeps it interesting because they all have their own stories. They're not necessarily overwhelmingly connected. They're maybe connected a little bit in theme. Uh, but what makes it fun, I think even more so is one, it's supported by great voice acting outside of the, um, the caveman period of the game and great music, right? Yeah. There is beautiful scores. Like when you, you know, when you're in the China section of this game, you literally are in these huge, tall mountains and there's these themes that sound like you're watching Kung Fu Panda, right? Those, those yeah. wonderful types of uh, ballads that you often hear in those movies. I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because, uh, and I may, and I apologize. I, I got to see Chris play, uh, I believe it was the Western, mm-hmm. uh, the Western one. He, he kind of streamed it to me when he first kind of bought the game. I kind of noticed that vibe too. There was definitely, if it wasn't music that I remember, it was the vibe of the, of the sound effects. I don't know how to, whatever it was, it was, you could tell it was top notch. So it's good to see that that continued mm. over the course of the game for you. Yeah. And that continues on also to uh, the visuals of these 2d HD, whatever you want to call it. Games that have been done so far, whether triangle strategy and Octopath before it, um, I think the part that really gets nailed in this, they took this and almost did a great job of making them kind of like, you know, thematic, right? Like they almost feel like they gave the level of attention as much as they could to something that 16 bit that Neil Druckmann puts into the last of us. Like there are cinematic moments in these games where you're like, they're doing this with 16 bit graphics. This is just crazy. And the best one, Sean saw this, I believe when, when I was playing with the Western, the whole entire idea of the Western is that you've gotten these bandits riled up and they're coming to town in the morning. You've been told this (laughs) and you'll be there in the morning. Yeah. You got like eight hours (laughs) to pretty much plan the town for when they arrive. And when that final bell goes off and you know, it's sunrise, all of a sudden it just cuts and you get that kind of, you know, almost Clint Eastwood, Western theme, you know, something like that. And you start to see this large sun begin to rise over the It's kind of epic. And as it begins to get up, like about halfway, all of a sudden you see, a couple of it's heads a come over. Yeah. yeah. The silhouette, some heads and more and more coming over. And it just, it feels like they were trying to recreate, you know, a classic Western, uh, scene that you would see in, in anything like, you know, from the outlaw Josie Wales to heck, even the man who shot Liberty Valance, all those classic Westerns. Um, and you get it from there, you get it in other parts like, uh, the, the China area where you have, as I said before, these wonderful, huge hills uh, and high tops. And as you go down, you can actually see like you'll go into bamboo forest and you can see the swaying of the bamboo trees as you're going through it. Right. Just beautiful cinematic moments. Um, it's it's really a fun experience to go through. Um, 
as far as concerns and criticisms though, as I said before, you know, each area is different and I think each area has its pluses and minuses. Um, for instance, the story for the, the, the prehistory, the caveman story, if you will, is kind of just a classic basic go rescue, uh, rescue, rescue a damsel in distress type thing. Just go off and do that. It's there's really nothing to it. Like you're just like, Oh, that was the point of this. She needed to be rescued. Huh? All right. Whatever. And you know, that was, that was kind of it. Um, there are also some that I feel like the fighting and the combat is a lot harder and requires a lot more strategy and thought than others. Um, they didn't, they didn't have an easy mode for you. <laughs> I mean, the easy mode was just called use this one ability five times for some of them. Like, gotcha. you know, yeah. like the yeah. Sean showed me, watch me play the Western. I think the Western is the hardest one. I, I should not have picked that first. Cause I did not know the system. <laughs> Cause he was like, what should I do first, buddy? Yeah. And, and that's, like, Western. That's one where you have to perfect planning the town because basically you need to take out as many enemies as you can before they arrive at town. Uh, because whoever you don't take out, you have to be in this one fight with like two yeah, characters. We, we, didn't know, we didn't know that going into it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like I died the first time I wiped straight up and I had to go back and I had to rethink it all out of planning wiped, everything and figure out wiped. how, to, right? He wiped. Well, that's the, not a bidet joke. That's more of a video game joke, John. But uh, like Leroy Jenkins made made his party wipe. I had to, you know, I had to plan out how. Yep. Uh, right, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Leroy. Yeah, but you were you were. I noticed as soon as that happened, you kind of did have to go into plan mode, which is right up your alley because you're a very analytical person. You started thinking of things, correct. Uh, and until a point where you even started realizing that things people needed to get back faster because you had to do. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. And then I had to really think about where I was moving, who and where and what I was focusing on when I got to the actual battle. And it was a fun. It was I, I thought that's how the rest of the game was going to be. And then, you know, I go and do what is the. The near or, or the present day portion of the game, which is kind of like just straight up street fighter. Like you're trying to be the best fighter in the world. You have these things that are caricatures of various people. Like one looks straight up like Hulk Hogan in the mid eighties with American bandana. And he calls you brother. Of course, no, um, he does not. He totally does. Uh, <laughs> no, he does not. Chris. I'm not <laughs> um, but with these, it's, it's one-on-one -on -one fights and there is a cool mechanic to it where you, whenever you get attacked by them and you take damage, right? Um, you learn their attack. So you're kind of building up this repertoire so that when you get to the harder bosses at the end of the, uh, the chapter, you have a huge skill set to choose from. Well, I got to a point where I unlocked one attack from them. And from there on out, I just figured real quick, spam this attack because it was just so overpowered like where it was going to do huge damage to them. And it was putting like status effects on them that made their damage against me completely uh, negligible. Right. And on top of that, I also had a healing ability. So if they ever did hit me, I could just instantly heal myself and feel like I never once during that whole entire chapter felt like I was in trouble. And there's been, there's like one other one, um, mainly the, the monk chapter, I would say where again, I just, 
I never felt like, because there's no leveling or anything like this in that, I never felt like my character was ever in danger. I, I just felt like, oh, okay, back off, heal, attack again. And it, it just kind of be, you know, after a while, it's like, why am I changing up the different attacks I'm doing on these people when I have this one attack that they can't handle, does massive damage, can hit a large area, and I can just quickly spam right again with no punishment. You know, um, I didn't really like that part of it. And maybe, I mean, I can't remember if there's a hard mode for the game where you could make the combat a little bit more punishing, but that might've been the solution, right? So maybe if you're more experienced on things like, you know, especially tactical JRPGs, that might be the option if, if that is in there, uh, that I would suggest, because I think baseline outside of the one Western chapter, I just don't think you're going to find it very challenging um, over time. But, you know, for the most part, though, I think that's about it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think it's probably one of the most unique JRPGs I've played in my life. Like, I can't think of anything else to compare it to. Um, and I can understand probably why. Square was afraid back in the day to release it because they're just like, yeah. audiences are not going to care for this. They're going to be upset. That's not a 90 hour JRPG where they could just go with a bunch of characters to do things. But I also appreciate that it's a game that like takes a bunch of risk and it. It almost feels very Kojima like down to the fact that every time you beat a chapter or start a chapter, it goes directed by and says whoever the director of that section was produced by sound by, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, well, the, the early SNES final fantasy games and Chrono Trigger, they, they weren't 90 hour games. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that. I don't know that that was a phenomenon for JRPGs until maybe the PS one era. Yeah. I'm more so mean like you can't sit there and level up a character to 99. You can't sit there and just go grinding like people love to do in those games. Um, I love to grind on. Wait, uh, I do have a question though, Chris. (laughs) Speaking of grinding, uh, no, uh, Huck says, is this worth the $50 or wait for a sale? I think if you really like this style game, sure. It's it. I think, you know, it's about 20 to 25 hour game. And I mean, for 50 bucks, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, some people, you know, look, I, I totally understand, um, you know, if times are tough or whatever, your, your wallet's tight, that that might not be something that you're able to do in that case. Yeah. Wait, my one worry is of course, it seems like at least for the very near future, this will be exclusive to Nintendo. And we know kind of when there's something exclusive to Nintendo, you're probably not going to get much more of a discount than what it is at the start. You know, you might get, right. I think for something like this, I wouldn't be surprised if like the next year, the lowest it hits is 35. So if that's something you can do, that'd be awesome. Uh, my hope is that kind of similar to like uh, Octopath Traveler um, that eventually this makes its way to steam and things like that. And that's usually where you see these games become a lot more affordable. That'd be cool. Well, I mean, one, one thing that you could do is you could pull and Chris told me to kind of do this. I think maybe even John, cause I didn't want to pull the trigger on the 50 bucks. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. Mm-hmm. They do have a demo out for it right now. So if you got a switch and you're curious, the demo could be at least an alley to go check it out and then decide. Cause Chris, didn't you tell me the demo stuff carries over? 
Yeah, you get to play three chapters of the game, um, kind of like the first portion of each chapter, and all that progression carries over to the main game. So, you know, which I did the the Chinese chapter, and then I, once I played that, I was like, okay, I'm sold on this. I don't want to play anymore. I'll just wait um, until True. it came out. But people, yeah. uh, everything everything I did as far as, and I do this even when I don't play games or I'm not interested, I want to kind of know about something. First of all, I'm blown away because I've never heard of this game 28 years ago. It was yeah, not on my radar ever, but everybody that I see as far as excitement for this game, they were like, I can't believe I would not have known what it was, to be quite honest with you. No, but apparently it's a big deal. And it's you're right. It's all about timing because... Like, for whatever reason, they didn't release it to us then, but now they are, and that's cool. Yeah, like when this was originally revealed, and they're like, "The legendary game finally comes to America," and I was like, eh, "This just sounds like marketing speak, you know? Like, okay, it, if it was legendary, why didn't you put it out in America?" And now, after playing it, I'm like, "Okay, I see why you didn't put this out in America for your time. I, I get it." Um, but you know, it's one of those few ones that when I've heard that kind of talk, that marketing speak. And I've went and checked it. I was really thankful there was a demo, you know, and I could go out there and play and see what this was to some extent, because that's what really sold it on me um, and made me say, I want to give it a shot. And I'm very thankful that I did. Ooh, someone said mother three His very mother. <laughs> uh, just for comparison right now, I looked at Metacritic guys. It's sitting like at an 82, which is dope. Triangle strategy was at 83. So that's cool. Another weird thing is when I, when I Googled this game and I just remembered that I did this before <laughs> the initial release date is we're covering a game from 1994 boys. What's up? <laughs> so that, that doesn't happen every day. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I guess I could give a Richard, you know, yeah, I think you've played long enough. You could definitely give it a Richard. I'm excited to see where you land on it. I think right now I said about an 8.5. I don't think it's, it's probably one of the better remakes I've played of these kind of things. Um, especially for something nice. I haven't had no experience, you know, maybe that's why I am, um, more open to it is I'm not reliving something I've already done, which might make me a little bit harsher, but, uh, you know, I just think it's, it's a fun time if you like these kind of games and it's a unique, interesting thing from history. And I would love to see the team that did this port, uh, or port remake, whatever, whatever it technically is called, uh, go out there and tackle some other, you know, projects like this. Uh, maybe there are other JRPG projects that squared in, bring over here and they can find a way to make those work for, uh, the modern age as well, or just go remake some classic final fantasy games. And I'm sure Mike would be happy and heck I'd be happy <laughs> too. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey man, good review. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I'm proud of myself because during your review, um, we went on a huge tangent about the way you say Super Nintendo. And then we started doing the game where we started subbing words for the way you say Super Nintendo. And we had a good chuckle about that. But during that, I got to listen. And yeah, I could, it was a good game and you reviewed it well. So thank you so much for doing that for us. I'm sure the fans feel the same way. I'm the official SNES game reviewer here at Weekly And Games now Show. you just broke my heart again today. So, Well, we have to discuss something. This is important, and this has been going on a while in the chat. It's become a thing. Do we need to uh, completely, going forward, replace our Richard score and simply say whether a game is better 
than no, Odyssey. Or, it breaks. <laughs> well, it, no, it would break everything because I need to well, know. We can have we can have two phases of a review, sort of like the old game. Um, was it Game Pro reviews with the crazy faces on the? Do y'all remember those? Fun <laughs> factor. <laughs> Fun factor. Oh. Um, we could say you can give it the score, and then. Uh, you could say whether it's better or worse. The chat it, now it's just a few, and I'm sure people listening are also going to say this too. They're like, "No, don't change it." Because Leave for the record, long. John, everything is on. Guys, this is a bit, by the way. <laughs> everything, everything we ever do, John, will always be better than Odyssey as far as this show is concerned. John, you've just been banned, hammered from Headboy Nacho. This is my last. Uh, podcast it has been great i can it's been a good ride hadn't it i can no longer tolerate the hate that odyssey seems to get you enjoy that suite at the uh i need to play odyssey it's happening (laughs) oh john i'm so after the show i just got so excited i gotta show you my xbox library you're gonna be very proud of me i think and uh yeah same nacho same for sure Off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official news segment of this week's episode. Uh, you know, traditionally followed uh, or follows the topic time. So if you were trying to get a topic time, you've messed up. You've gone a little too far. Need to back it up. We're going to start this week off with a reemergence of sorts. Uh, and that reemergence has to do with Beyond Good and Evil. Ooh, ears mm. are perking up. It's been several years since the official announcement of Beyond Good and Evil 2, and we haven't heard much since. There is finally a new development in the hiring of a lead writer. That's good news, <laughs> considering the game hadn't had anything written about it. That's great, guys. In a tweet, Sarah uh, Arilano announced that she was joining the development team as the game's lead writer. She was previously a narrative designer for Blizzard on World of Warcraft. That's a little indie game there, huh? Now, this news in and of itself isn't particularly interesting, but what is interesting is that the project is still ongoing and could see a release date within the next two years, unlike Metroid Prime 4. Exactly, Sean. <laughs> exactly. Now, now let me. Now speaking of Metroid Prime Four, when this when, when I read this story, it got me thinking about when they announced um, that they hired um, Alana Pierce to be a writer on God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and they hired her, which was interesting to me. It, it made me think of this. They hired her after after the game was first announced. Um. Prior to prior to the console, uh, the PS5 being released, saying you know when they announced and saying it was holiday 2021, 2021, yeah, 2021. After to be a writer, I'm like, interesting how game development works. It's like you have all this, you have all this gameplay, you have all this, all this, all these storyboards that you have to have. It's like it 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 almost made me confused about how it reminded me how much I know how, how little I know rather about game development and its sequences, because you would think that with all this stuff going on, you'd have sort of the story, the writing, you know, dev out before you start building, yeah. you know, the, 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 the cut scenes and the, you know, and, and the, otherwise, how do you build the rest of the game? Yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will go back to Miyamoto always builds out the game first. Yeah. 
then he starts building the story based on what the gameplay, you know, they always put the gameplay first when it comes to a Zelda game, maybe a Nintendo game in general. They always put the gameplay first, then decide what they want the story to be. They never let the gameplay comp- be compromised uh, by its story. Oh, and I wonder I just, if I just found all that fascinating. It's super fascinating because you'll hear about artists that they cr- record music. Sometimes they'll write first and then put music to the lyrics. But then sometimes yeah. they'll just start jamming and then the lyrics are going to, you know, marry the the jam session or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of crazy like, how it works. It's like when they it's like when they wrapped filming on Black Panther and then they announced that Kendrick Lamar was going to be doing the soundtrack. It's like. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and it's crazy how things come together and, and they end up being really good stuff. I'm more worried about this, though, because lead writer means she's probably replacing someone and therefore probably tells you or. I don't know that. Maybe there were just junior writers before that, Chris. You don't know. Chris, Chris, in fairness, you could be absolutely right, but yeah, I don't, I I don't know that for sure. Cause Alana Pierce changed everything. Well, Alana Pierce to me, (laughs) as she normally does, you know, cause she didn't join as like, (laughs) she didn't join as the lead writer. She more just joined as a writer, which I would imagine like, Hey, we need you to go off and do, you know, make some good quests for us. Like, to have Kratos to go do something or maybe look at a section of the narrative where we know what the threads are going to be, but we want X kind of dialogue. Why don't you work on that? When when, when I'm looking at this, like this more so reminds me, I see like a lead writer and I'm thinking of like mass effect and those, or like dragon age from the last couple of years where you're like, Oh no, what's going on with this? Why are you all of a sudden now changing your lead writer? You know, those kind of things were, I have no idea what's going on. We, no one does because no one's seen this game Dude, since the trailer. That little teaser was amazing. Yeah. And I get like that period is more tech demo stuff. Them trying to yeah. figure out how things can work and all that. And now they're trying to put pieces together, but I don't know. I, I really hope it comes together though. That's, I know. think her blizzard experience is going to help her. Cause they, if, if she has even a toe put into making sure that when we release this expansion, that the lore matches this previous lore, which blah, 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 blah. Then you'll be all right being a lead writer for a video game like this. What was that last part? Blah, 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 All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't notice, Sean really is a big fan of Alana Pierce. She's fantastic. Let's just go ahead and put that on record. Why is she fantastic, by the way? Because she's a gamer and she's awesome. Not because of what you're trying to, because you're, New she story, Chris. I don't want still She's a very positive uh, channel. It's a very welcoming. It is. She's amazing. She's funny. You know, she's a gamer. She says things mm. that yeah. are smart. She's a very smart uh, person, especially someone of her stature, where she has an influence on gamers. Yeah. You just like her. You just like her cosplay. And she's she she's uh, yes, John. She's pretty. She's Let's just put it out there. Yes, she's, she's pretty. Because what? She's worked on both sides of it now. And, yes. And she's never been afraid to kind of give you a inside, you know, especially since she's no longer in the media, giving you an inside look of like, well, right. this is actually how things are, you know. John, uh, I follow her on my personal Twitter. Mm-hmm. You don't say. <laughs> See, John. I wouldn't. Curtis. You know what I wouldn't do, Sean? I wouldn't sell off her channel. Don't sell out or sell off, man, you know? Yeah. Speaking of sell offs. <laughs> Square Enix is reportedly looking to continue selling off more of its development studios. According to the company, Crystal Dynamics and uh, Eidos Montreal were sold because they, quote, cannibalized from the wider group from a recent earnings call. 
The publisher reportedly sees the sale of these two studios as phase one of its changes to the business. Phase two will consist of Square Enix reviewing the portfolio of its own studios. The decision will resolve around retaining full ownership of studios or allowing other companies to buy stakes in those businesses. Uh, the purpose of this strategy would be to move resources around between studios more easily and be able to allocate quote resources mainly to Japan titles. I'm for this. I, I, I'm glad they don't have crystal dynamics. I think they should just cut all their Western stuff and focus on what they do very, very well, which is, you know, Japanese yeah, mate, Tomb, Raider, Tomb Raider remakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tomb Raider, those two murder remakes, they were all, you know, hack. Yeah. They were all terrible. terrible. Yeah. They didn't sell 50 million. So disappointing. It's because people (laughs) can, never mind, Chris. You're being a sell off right now, is what you're being. You know, Square Enix wanted them to sell 50 million, but they only sold 17 million each. Yeah. Just a measly 17 million on a reboot of a beloved series, you know. Then they were like, some people won't play it just because. You know what you need to do now, Crystal Dynamics? You need to go make a, uh, uh, good old fashioned Sell games as game as a service for for Marvel. Remember that you said well. that, John. Mm. Remember when you did sell off? I remember. It was nice. <laughs> he was very direct <laughs> in this approach. You, well, yeah. You came you, up direct. Oh my! Look at John. Look at John. Look at John. Won't he do it? There we a, go. I'm very excited about this. By the way, in fact, this might. This is. Oh, this is already game of the year. Well, I, I told Chris this is my this might be when I need to become an e-sport guy. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about this one. This is actually next month. I'm going to talk very vaguely and never tell you what title this is. Let's just keep talking about vaguely how excited we are about this interesting game. Hey, what stays in vaguely stays in vaguely. What? Platoon three. <laughs> I couldn't hold. I couldn't hold it in. You busted. Uh, Splatoon three is getting a Nintendo Direct. Uh, this Wednesday, August 10th, and the broadcast will be roughly 30 minutes long, beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. That's pretty early. Once I'm done reading this, I need to go let these idiot dogs in. Uh, Nintendo has given no indication at what will be included in the presentation, but can bet on a boatload mm-hmm. of new gameplay, along with new information about the game's campaign, PvP, and PvE modes. Very I'll nice. Let you guys yeah. talk about it. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, that's uh, so podcast listener. That's like right now today. If you downloaded the, the show on the release day, that is a thing that's happening. If you're on the West uh, Coast, I would say more than likely you could probably already be watching this because it's like 10 a.m. your time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tw- Twitch folks, you just heard us read it. That's tomorrow. Okay. This is going to be, I think, a pretty good Nintendo Direct. They're going to be. They're going to be showing us a lot about this game, and and I'm, I'm 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 if John was for real, I think I'm for real a little excited for it too. Um, I I love that you know there would be hopefully a one more thing, and we get um, Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> That's not going to happen on the Splatoon direct. No, John. it's not. <laughs> it's, not gonna, it's not going to happen. It's probably fine. They're like you know that what? game's that game's delayed forever. They're just like you know what? End of Splatoon Three direct. Let's give him Metroid Prime 4 and a Breath of the Wild 2 release date. <laughs> That's it wouldn't make any it. sense, but it would. I'll tell you what, the internet would go crazy. Right. It definitely on the news cycle. When is this? September, right? Yeah. Or is it October? It's September or October that this is coming out. Uh, September. September, I think. 
so otherwise. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I would imagine we'll get a very nice chunk of the uh, campaign. Um, campaign, yeah. Love a good chunk. Right. Love a good chunk. Do you know what um, I don't love, though? Delays. Yeah. I don't like a delay, but we got to let you know about them. Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed uh, for the second time now. While this doesn't seem to be um, a long delay, we don't officially have a new release date announced. So according to Take Two, the, the, sorry, the delay was made to, quote, ensure the teams at Firaxis Games and 2K deliver the best possible experience for our fans. Now, look, we've been assured that the game is still slated for later this fiscal year. Keep in mind, though, the game was originally slated for a release in March. Yeah. What is this game again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Fire Axis, the uh, folks who did, um, what you call it? <clears throat> Why am I forgetting? XCOM uh, and is beloved by people who love these types of games. Um, but this is just sad because... Short of it, maybe coming out in January. I could see it coming out in January and being fine. Oh, but it's one of those tactical RPGs again. Yes. Uh, But I'm out. You know, they say it's supposed to be in by the end of their (laughs) fiscal year, which is March of 2023. Right. Right. And if it's coming out in March of 2023, that just feels like it's going to get pushed to the bottom. You know, short of it coming to Game Pass or PlayStation Plus Premium. Right. I just don't see this being the one that unless you just love these kinds of games, you know, I I, I don't see you it and John there. Yeah, I love these types of games. I will play this game. Um, though I'm not enthused with it being a card based one, but you know, we'll see. Um Apparently but, you've never played Hand of Gilgamesh. <laughs> I have not. Yeah, apparently. But I bet you have watched Netflix. <laughs> Is that me or you? Me. Uh, me. And you know why I haven't done, Sean? What's that? Use Netflix gaming. <laughs> I haven't either. Is, is it off to a good start? Well, it would appear that Netflix video game initiative isn't off to a great start, Sean. Oh, no. <laughs> According to a report from CNBC, that's a news channel. That is a news channel. <laughs> yeah. 1.7 million Netflix Subscribers are interacting with the service games on a daily basis. For context, though, uh, Netflix has 221 million subscribers. If I did math, that's less than a percent, I believe. Um, Math be hard, yo. Right? A very small fraction is currently taking advantage of its available games. Netflix's current catalog consists of 24 games. The company began rolling games out back in November of 2021 with active subscribers being able to access gaming content with no additional cost. I think what you have to do is basically go to your Netflix app on your phone. And yeah, it's all phone-based, right? Yeah, you could do it. And I mean, like, they have Into the Breach, which, again, Tactical RPGs is one of the better ones from the last couple of years. So it kind of sucks that people aren't taking advantage of it. Heck, I'm I'm going to shame myself for not taking advantage of this. I haven't even gone and looked, so I can't act like I'm better than everyone. You know? Yeah, but I don't, I'm not a phone, uh, you know, a phone gamer guy, dude. Yeah, I don't know. And and uh, our one of our mods and one of our favorite people in the whole world uh, our very own acid sugar said, uh, I thought it was Android only. If that's the case, then I'm screwed. So, and that's also why there's only probably 1.7 million out of 221 million people. Cause Android suck. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> iOS. 
iOS. Right. <laughs> One of us. One. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, John, any thoughts on Netflix gaming? Do you uh do you plan on trying it or no? Well, I was actually about to go after this, after the show, go on Netflix and see if I could find the button or the the avenue to access the games. But if it in fact is only on Android, um, I guess we could find out if that's true. We could, time. yeah. Hey, at least it's not and I that shit. Well, never mind. How to access Netflix? Just like twenty minutes from one of our friends and said, "Boo Apple." <laughs> it's like right now, just twenty minutes so, of silence as we just go through trying to pull this up on our phone and make it work. <laughs> yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's great. It's, it's a great news piece, though. It got us interested, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, Android devices. So you and can we're out. So we'll never cover Netflix gaming. That makes sense because <laughs> I'm sure the way Apple is, there's no way they're going to let something that directly is mobile games go against their Apple Arcade thing, right? Yeah, weren't they like mini heads about something else that I mean, Apple yeah. Arcade? Yeah, yeah, they yell at everyone speaking, who tries to put things. Speaking on there. of uh, speaking of Apple Arcade, before we move on, my wife, Yo, my your wife, has been playing The Last Campfire oh. on Apple Arcade. It's kind of a journey. I think it's the Journey de- Developers. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, I was reading a thing last week where they pretty much said that's what they're doing from now on. They're going to do games of service because they just. Personally, for them, they said, like, while we love the artistic portion of Journey and stuff like that, they just go, it's a huge risk for us, and this is a better environment for our, our employees at the studio where there's not as much crunch and pressure on them. Yeah, it's on every platform, but she's she discovered yeah. it, obviously, on iOS. And she says that the gameplay on the iOS is actually quite good. So yeah. if, uh, anybody, if anybody was hesitant about it in the past and they have access to Arcade, you don't have to put any money forward to do it and play it that way. Can I have your same friend that said boo Apple sent me a screenshot of what it looks like on a, an Android device. Mm -hmm. It looks very much like if you have, if you are an Apple arcade, if you've ever seen that interface, looks very similar to it. The game that is highlighted here, it's kind of weird. It's asphalt extreme, but then there's that Netflix logo on the top left corner. Hmm. Right. And then there's like a, there's a solitaire game. There's a golf looking game. Solitaire. And then they also have, uh, yeah, I mean, it It looks very, if you have an Android, you probably can find it easy. I know our very own uh, Punkhead mentioned that uh, how, he had seen the game show up. Welcome, how, Punkhead, to the chat, by the way. How have they not put a Black Mirror game? I mean, like, I remember they did the interactive episode, but, like, I just, <laughs> I just want... Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. I just want a game where every day you have to choose of, are you going to do the thing with the pig? Or, uh, yes. Or are you going to let people die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how to pivot to this one. Um, I wouldn't pay 10 cent for it. <laughs> well, speaking of 10 cent, yeah. Um, they have new goals. goals and those good. new goals involve Ubisoft. Uh, 10 cent holdings wants to become Ubisoft's biggest shareholder. Oh, no. And I might have to say goodbye to Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I might have to go and get these played. (laughs) According to a report... Nope, nope, that's the wrong one, sorry. According to a new report from Reuters, 
quote, Tencent Holdings Limited plans to raise its stake in French video game group Ubisoft Entertainment SA as the Chinese gaming giant pivots to the global gaming market. Uh, Tencent acquired a 5% stake in Ubisoft back in 2018. And it is rumored that Tencent could uh, off, offer up t- up to 100 euros per share to acquire its additional stake. Ubisoft's share prices surged by 15% <laughs> after this news was announced. Uh, so this, in their minds, uh, could be good for them. Uh, but I don't know that I necessarily would want, if I was Ubisoft, Tencent to take over that kind of control. Uh, not not necessarily because it's Tencent, because they have fought that kind of stuff in the yeah. past. Um, it's coming. You know, you guys, you guys know my position on this. I would prefer Tencent. I would for, I would prefer that American gaming companies find a way as best they can to fight this kind of stuff off. It's not always possible, and I know that. Um, but you know, that's just me. Uh, hopefully, in my mind, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen because I will have to actually make one of those moral choices. And look, we all, you, you know, we're all gamers. We, you know, there's, there's CD, there's CD entities that own stake in all kinds of games. So all of us in some respect is morally compromised when it comes to how we purchase games. If we knew everything there was to know about them. So will I actually stop playing Assassin's Creed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until the new one comes out. But I will still play Far Cry. I'd be willing to bet in the next five years, either Tencent, Embracer Group, or Microsoft will own Ubisoft. Because I just, you know, to your point, they've been fighting this, uh, what was the, was it ZeniMax that they fought forever? It was well, one ZeniMax of, is uh, Bethesda, right? Or not, That's no, a, yeah, not, not uh, Zillow, or... Not Zillow. It's where it, you buy homes, Chris. It's the one that Dom Matrick uh, left. Dom Mattingly was a great Yankee. Yes. Left I Microsoft in. I hate it when Chris can't name drop. Right. It makes me happy, and I do things like say Don Mattingly was a great Yankee. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did drop Dom Matrick, former president of, of, of Xbox, who ruined that stuff. Remember that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, they fought really hard for like two years to keep control but i just think with their current environment and how things are going it's just getting i mean it's their it's why they're going to games of service right they need to make tons of money to to fend these off and it gets harder and harder so eventually yeah they're gonna have to make it a choice um yeah mario rabbits sponsored by china (laughs) and i'm gonna go ahead and pivot because uh you know why not if you're an insider of xbox uh i got a plan that you're going to be interested in because this is a new feature for microsoft so microsoft has announced a plan to roll out to xbox insiders that will allow multiple people to share game pass ultimate benefits that's pretty cool chris are you an insider or do you just suck i'm 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 an insider okay you're both both. You're an insider and you let them inside you. Nice. (laughs) The goal with this preview is to make it even easier for gamers to play the games on Game Pass with friends and family across console, PC, and cloud by enabling them to add up to four people to their subscription. Currently, this plan is only available to Xbox insiders. Yeah, I think there's also been rumors of 
it might end up being certain regions only for now that can do this. I'm what about sure. the America region? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> have you been given access to this, Chris? I'm not. I have the Discord stuff now, though I haven't used it. I might use it with you later tonight. You sh- uh, yeah, I'm, you should. Yeah, I thought about yesterday, but, you know, that was Better Call Saul Day, so I just let that be. I didn't want to try Better that Better Call Saul Day? Yeah, yes. dude, it's a it's disgusting. It's a thing. Yes. That's cringy as F. <laughs> you know, you had Brett, uh, Breaking Bad Day back in the day. You know, you were like, what's going to happen? Lost Day. Like, like yeah. when you're hooked to a show, no, you no, get no. a day. Chris, we always had a day mm. that consisted of Breaking Bad. But we never had a Breaking Bad Day. <laughs> you did. When you got to the final three episodes, you were like, it's Breaking Bad Day. <laughs> oh my God. Who are they going to kill tonight? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I am going to try that out. I don't know. With this, though, if it does come out, I mean, uh, I have no problem sharing my membership or dropping in just getting on Sean's because he's got to keep this for two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got you, buddy. <laughs> I'm logged in. Very nice. Thank yeah, God for yeah. my Xbox, by the way. Yeah, I let I, Chris Chris mooches off my Nintendo account, so he'll just move. I off used to. Yeah, you can yeah, mooch you off can. my Xbox. And I left the nest, and you were like, why'd you leave, buddy? When can yeah. I join your PlayStation Premium thing? <laughs> he keeps wanting me to upgrade to um, to Nintendo Direct Plus or whatever it's called, so I, he can start playing N64 games. And Plus, so crazy. Plus, you want all the uh, DLC for Mario? Uh, no, I want I want the DLC Kart. for Splatoon yeah. too. Yeah, I do want Mario Kart. That's right. See, yeah. we. I'm by the way, it. let's quit it. talking about it. Let's be about it. We really need to play some kart together. We really do. It would be nice. We could just cover that next week. We could just cover the new courses. Just think, if you upgraded, it would be like a performance boost for the game for us. Sean's in. Sean's I, in. I, I see you what won't. you did there, Chris. That's you called won't. a pivot. Because oh, yeah. you have to talk about Microsoft again. Microsoft has released a new dev kit that gives developers access to more memory on the Series S that should uh, help improve the performance when playing games on your Series S. According to The Verge, this update will free up hundreds of additional megabytes of memory for the Series S. Quote, this gives developers more control over memory, which can improve graphics, uh, performance, and memory constrained conditions. Yeah, I think. You know, every guys, ev- guys, you could have bought just an S. You didn't have to waste your money on an X. <laughs> well, every if you remember back, you know, and this is a plan. This happens every generation, right? Like every generation, you get all these features announced before the launch, right? Oh, That's it's going to be like able to Star do Wars trailer every generation. Yeah, it, and then they end up. Legend. But the fact is, like, you come out and you say these things, and then it's like it's BS, right? It's just not true. And for this, remember the big push for S was like, well, because it's only going to be fourteen forty p max, it's going to run just as good as next. And Sean can confirm as someone who has had an S and now an X, that's not true. It is not true in any way. Uh, Usually you're getting like, you want nice frame rates on the S, you better be fine with 1080p max, <laughs> you know? Um, so I I hope it fixes it, but even then I don't think it'll be that great. You know, I don't think it will. I don't know if it can be because of the teraflops yeah. and all that stuff that it doesn't have. I mean, it's a, the S is a fantastic machine. Uh, and I, John and I bought it. I mentioned the plan that John talked me into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to listen to an old episode to know what those were, but like it was, it's a, it's a great machine. It is a Xbox Game Pass machine. You can literally play all the stuff 
on yeah, it I, still, I, still, I still have mine and i haven't played a game on it um yet that really bothers me um hmm. but that's not that's not what you would call something you would want glowing praise in a news article it doesn't it bother doesn't, me doesn't bother me <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean the, it's it's but it's a great device. It's a great system. It's more available than the Series X right now. Um, so this makes it a, a you know, it's kind of like a spoonful of sugar. It though, makes the fact that you can't get an X go down a little easier. Well, I will say it, it, it seems like the X is kind of like on par though of like getting your graphics card at this point, where it's like, is it? You know, yeah, like you go order from various places, and it's like okay, within ten fifteen days you're gonna get it. You know, it's not. Yeah, like, I can go to Target right now and say I want that and get the S out the box. You are right. You are right. Um, but you know, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's it's really hard for me, like outside of a secondary unit or someone who literally just needs every dollar to to sell someone the S over the X. Um, you know, and and say what you will, PlayStation doesn't have that problem. You know, you're not wrong. I'll do it, Chris. The X is better than the S. I've had both. Yeah. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, when you can get an X, get one. You'll be like, holy Lord, this is great. Well, you know, I Chris is right. When I bought it, it was with the intent of. I'll just use it as a as a gaming monitor machine. You know, I'll just play it on my monitor. I play 1480p, 1480p games, 1440p. Yeah, (laughs) and we're we're solid. So, you know, I don't know that it's. I think there's definitely games that it can't do that, but I think I think there's a ton of games out there where you can get that done. I'm trying. You can play. You you can get your 60 frames. You can get your 1440p. Not Outriders. But, you know, what's the biggest the one you've played on there? Mm. Like most demanding. And was girth. What? Because you didn't do like Forza. Did, did, well, you, <laughs> did you do Halo on your Series uh, S? Halo was only 1080p. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Forza. I did play Forza. Forza. That was probably 1080p as well. Maybe thirty but frames, you're, but, but you're still, but you're still getting the solid frame rates. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm wrong. With uh, Halo Infinite, it was actually thirty frames. They had to tap it down to thirty frames at 1080p. Mm. Yes. So. Yeah. No. Mm. Can't do it. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. I I want the S to be a great thing, but it's. I, I feel like the best thing that could happen to the S is like maybe in two, three more years, you get like the S plus or something like that. Dude. And, and maybe Dude. that will have like better memory and, and bandwidth channels. So when I, I played pool, I would go to the pool hall, right? I would use a house stick and the house stick got it done, right? I could play pool. Yeah. I mean, look, but when I bought myself a real pool stick, that was mine. Couldn't go back. It was butter. I think mm-hmm. the and S is saving Xbox. You're not wrong. Cause it's available. Yeah, they're they're at seventeen. They're at, they're estimated around seventeen million units sold. Yeah, and I guarantee you, around sixty to sixty five percent of that is the Series S. I'd go even further. I'm trying oh, to be seventy seven percent, and Microsoft will <laughs> never tell you those exact numbers. <laughs> oh boy, I think this is uh this is great. We've arrived, and John. I think there's nobody better than John to read this story. This is his favorite. favorite. Yeah, it's his favorite. He hates these movies, ladies and gentlemen. Sean, you remember that time we had a threequel? 
Yes. I think about it every day. Finally this week. Sorry. Forgot to do that. No, it was perfect. We It worked. Well, Sonic is getting a threequel. What? That's awesome. I'm going to watch that. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is on its way to the big screen with a release date slated for December 20th. December 20th? 2024. That's ambitious. Is it? I don't think it's usually on a Christmas release. No, it's been in the spring before. Anyway, it also looks like Ben Schwartz will be back to voice the blue blur. (gasps) After the success of the first and second film, a third was a foregone conclusion with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 becoming the highest grossing video game movie of all time in the U.S. But not the best. What's the Detective best? Pikachu? Detective Pikachu, bro. No news yet on what the story will be or whether Jim Carrey will return as uh, he, he announced his retirement after Sonic the Hedgehog. True, true. Uh, oh, John, by the way, I did watch Uncharted as well, and I, I don't have any problems with it. Cool. Uh, it's on Netflix now, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I've been I've been I've been catching up on Cobra Kai. You know what I want to know? I want to know if James Martinson's going to be back for this because he was the soul. That's a speaking of foregone conclusions. He's the well, soul. Well, he needs jo- he needs the job. No, he's not. He he's doing? on he's on Westworld. Oh yeah, he is doing Westworld. Yeah. Good point, Chris. Good counterpoint. Sorry, Marsden. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> put some respect. Put some respect on, on that. He's a man. Put some sugar on it. John's been drinking and now he's doing stripper songs. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, that might be a reason to ask if maybe we should wrap this up, John. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know my stance, man. Never. Uh, just to be safe. Yeah, I'm saying just to be safe. Jeez. Some of these emails. He told us John is lit and I love it. If you want to be lit and we would love it though, let's try to get this uh, show back on his rails, right? You can send an email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And this is the part of the show that we do call emails, but it's really more of, you know, you guys. This is the content you bring to the show, whether it be here, Twitter, or from our Discord. So we'll find that out shortly. And we do have some emails to read this week. And even though Chris got a Thanos type snap out of his system i think the threat still lingers i could be wrong i don't know it always lingers but you know what it lingers because it works ever since i started this little endeavor your engagement is up keep it up because the moment you slip everything you love could go away you're not wrong uh do you want to who wants to start it there's four so i can at least read one and i also i think it looks like i have some over in discord i need to read later too so i'll cut i'll kick it off i guess all right uh oscar 
writes in, says, you guys are kidnapped by renowned gaming. Uh, ah, man, my, my, I cannot say this word tonight. What are we saying? Mafioso. Thank you. Uh, huge Giannis. I'm going to go with Giannis. I know what he's trying to do there, but uh, we'll just go with Giannis. Huge J-A-N-U-S. I got it, Chris. Huge Janus. <laughs> huge Giannis. Uh, and you have to play a game and complete it without a game over, not dying or losing in any way while completing it 100%. What game are you choosing for every game over? They break a bone in your body. Love you guys. Well, I know it's not Assassin's Creed 2 for Sean because I've seen that. Yeah, I, was, I actually was rocking and rolling until that scene, but uh, <laughs> what game do I play that I know I can like dominate it? Some might think, you know, an old school gamer like me would choose like Super Mario Brothers, but I'll mess up and probably die on a turtle shell on that one or something. Mm. That would suck. Uh, that's a good question. I, if it's about just surviving, I mean, I feel like I could play any NBA 2K career mode game for the rest of my life and probably pull out a win unless I'm putting it on the hardest difficulty. Oh, dude, if we're going sports games, King Griffey Jr. Baseball, circa 1994 or five. I dominate, never lose a game. If we're going for a game that has a beginning, middle, and then I'll go with Portal. I think I could do Portal. I'm not going with Portal. Oh, a game I won't die in for sure. Firewatch, lock it in. No broken bones. Man, yeah, there you go. No broken bones from me. Uh, Yeah, I want to go with Firewatch too now. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a game? John? It is for this. What game Uh, are you playing? Definitely Sekiro. Yeah. Um, but, but, but in all seriousness, I could, I was always good at finishing from beginning to end. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Um, super Castlevania four on the super NES. I could play straight through without dying. Snaz. Uh, super NES, uh, DuckTales, the game never die. I would never die in that game. And something else was something else. It was something else. I think I did. Uh, I, I I would. Super Metroid was always a one hundred percenter. I could do a hundred percent without dying in that one too. Yeah, you guys suck at games. Wow. Well, you said Sekiro first, so we're gonna take that. Apparently, we find out who puts everything on easy mode, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I'll read who's the next up? one then. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, to the this one is titled to the host of the greatest podcast of all time about video games. That's us. I, yes, that is us. And I uh, just remembered that I probably didn't say that in the intro, so that's my bad on that. That just went, dear uh, podcast beyond. We need to, we need to, we need to remember this and introduce our podcast just like this every single time now. I do. Well, except for not, today, you know, not in this way. Oh, but you like it because it includes all of us. Yeah. Instead of me calling it the greatest podcast about video games. Oh, no. He's on to me. (laughs) Greetings, guys. Greetings. John says hello. He's just not paying attention. (laughs) Wanted to write in to say that I finally got my Steam Deck. Ooh. I don't know if you guys heard, but Valve announced an increase in production. And so anyone who pre-orders one should get it before the end of the year. Nice. I have to say it's awesome. The best way I can describe it is... 
as the perfect backlog and emulation gaming device. And he put perfect in all caps. Like many others, I have a large backlog of Steam games I never get around to playing, but now I am because the convenience is just there now and I don't feel like I'm taking away from the playtime of my other games. And also, I now have every game I could want to play from Genesis, Nintendo 64, PS1 and PS2, GameCube, and some Wii U games all loaded and functional on my Steam Deck to in Steam Deck, sorry, to enjoy whenever I want. It's pretty awesome. There is a program called EmuDeck that sets up and installs all the emulators exactly as they need to be to function on your deck. Let me make sure I say that correctly. And all you have to do is supply the ROMs. All right, so for anybody who doesn't know what a ROM or an emulator is, this is foreign to you, but that's pretty cool. Everyone and their mother should check it out. There you go. Mom. Also, one other unrelated to gaming pivot. Pivot. I wanted to make uh I wanted to make is sure. that I say Prey on Hulu. I saw you probably you saw Prey the other day on Hulu. And it was quite the enjoyable film. See guys? See? See? I didn't know it existed until I saw it on Hulu, but it is the newest Predator movie in the franchise to release. <laughs> called a prequel. Uh, I don't believe it was in theaters, though, as, as far as I know. You're not wrong. It's a... St- uh, can I read that? That should be fine, right? The basic sure. story, and I, I'm going to summarize what he typed. It's a story of a woman from a Native American tribe before America was colonized, and now you have to survive against the predator. Is that, that fair? That's yeah. fair. No, it, it was, was a fun, good time. It is. It, it is actually colonized Se- at this point it was 17 1719 is when the year was yes yeah well and actually we, <laughs> we got some some corporate carls over there pushing their glasses correcting us right now but i knew what you meant so actually by the easter egg from <laughs> <laughs> anyways but, game on fellas and keep up the good work on the greatest podcast about video games ever i keep hearing this by the way Thanks, that Kevin. pretty much a. Uh, Unofficially, that the Steam Deck is now the greatest uh, emulator device to be ever released in the That's wild. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's uh, it's doing crazy it. that you're hearing the same kind of things you heard about when the Switch was introduced, that you could take it wherever you wanted to go. But now there's a step above. If you're a, if you're a person who's not afraid of emulators and things of that nature, now you have a whole plethora of games you could possibly be open to. So that's pretty cool. You're not wrong. John, do you want to... Read the next one. Yes. Okay. Do it. Hello, gentlemen. This is from Jawan. Jawan. This is from Jawan. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Still enjoying the content very much, and I'm glad Thanos has been pacified for now. I think I'm following in Sean's footsteps this week <laughs> and finally going to finish Breath of the Wild. Initially, Hells yes. Don't interrupt me again. Sorry. Uh, initially, I played it quite a lot, but I think between the Korok seeds and the challenge dungeons, I got a bit turned around. But for some odd reason, I have been itching to play some Switch games, especially Zelda. I even fired up and dusted my OLED Switch in advance. Mm. Also bought Xenoblade 3, but I'm going to let it rest for a hot minute because I started that. Before, Before I start I that. Fine, John. Hope you guys uh, are doing great and can't wait to listen to this episode at work tonight. Also, Limited Run sucks. <laughs> I am still waiting on my copy of Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic for Switch, and now they announced the second one. I don't really want to get it, but I always cave in. And boy, oh boy, waiting four or five months for an old game sucks. 
Besides Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime, which doesn't exist, is there <laughs> any other Switch game that you guys are hyped for? Which one? And if you could bring a classic Nintendo game back in this day and age, which one would it be? And lastly, what would you like to see upgraded in a new Switch model that you feel holds it back now? I'm going to have to think about that question for a second. As always, appreciate the content and all in all, hope you Richards are doing great. Game on, boys. Game, Game on. on. Sent on. from Nintendo Land. Nice. Ooh. Nintendo Land rules. Uh, I'm not a, I'll start real quick because I know we get our thoughts together. I don't think I need to see an upgraded Switch model. Um, I don't think it holds anything back. I think it's in its lane and it knows what it wants to do. And I don't think Nintendo wants to be in the power machine you know, market right now. Uh, do you boys have any thoughts on that? I think... I don't think I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. The big thing, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have a 4K output, right? That would be a nice perk to have in there. But the most important thing, whatever they do upgrade, I just want a better network, you know, for them. Like, that's that's really the number one thing above all else. You know, take your graphics, put that to the side. You know, the fact that, like, certain games, like, I know with Mario Strikers, I think people were kind of upset that when you went online, you can do like 4v4, and it was because of limitations with the network. Um, so that's what I think needs to be fixed above all else. As far as a game uh, that's an old classic Nintendo game, uh, a, a classic Super Nintendo game I'd want to play on Switch would probably be either a new Donkey Kong Country or a pilot wings type game. I really like those. I know those are super Nintendo, uh, from a Nintendo standpoint, uh, probably, uh, I would love to see a, I don't know how they could make it really, but I love Dr. Mario. Um, and also a, uh, a Contra Contra, like a good classic, but like a good Contra, like a good one, (laughs) like not a bad one, but but like, like, good, you know, good. Yeah. I would like to see a new F-Zero game because that's been forever. Yeah, that would be a good one. John? I, uh, I, I'd i like to see um, Switch hold the the market on those old school, some people call them old school now, but they were Nintendo DS uh, classic Castlevania Symphony of the Night style games. Um, you know, back in the DS era you were kind of getting them at an annual cadence like call of duty i think they ended up with three or four titles on the ds maybe two or three on the advance um you know they kind of released some collections from konami on this so maybe maybe they're trying to to develop one we'll see uh but that's definitely one i'd like to see come back as far as i I didn't I, i didn't get to talk about the oled the new switch model I don't think we necessarily need one, at least for a couple of years. And I think the the Switch doesn't get um, the technological credit it deserves for being what it what it is. I mean, if 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 a particularly <clears throat> they the Switch has allowed itself to be, you know, if if you absolutely want to put a game on Switch, you'd be hard pressed not to be able to get it done. Is it? It can be a bit of a challenge depending on what it is. Um, but one of the things that Switch did this generation is make make its software, not software, but its hardware more friendly to developers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
no, everyone, everyone else, you would think that PlayStation would have dove back into the handheld space, but it hasn't done so yet. Um, they're just sort of leaving, leaving things on the table in my opinion. But I, I think the switch doesn't get enough credit for what it techno technologically speaking is. That's so, not bad. No, one, another part of his question, Chris, did you have, did um, you answer? Yeah, I answered that part. Cool. Um, yeah. I, I was looking at something else, but yeah, the thing that, uh, what game I'm excited for, uh, Bayonetta three is up there, but kind of right there with it is a game that I caught a peek of. I don't remember where I saw it from. Uh, so I just Googled hand-drawn Switch game, and I remembered what it was. It's called uh, Blanc, mm. I believe, B-L-A-N-C. And it's a hand-drawn game, apparently about like you being a wolf. It's black and white, and uh, it's going to be an emotional journey. So I'm down for that. So there you go. For me, I mean, let's see. Super Mario Odyssey was 2017, so it feels like we are overdue for a new 3D Mario. And... If you say 3D Mario, I will I will come. I will I will come to it and I will play it and I will I will throw my hat and become a dinosaur, a tree, whatever else you want me to be. And Sean, he will say uh. Ah. 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 John? Um Splatoon 3 is a big one for me, but I'm right there with Bayonetta 3. Mm. I've been waiting. I've, be I've been waiting for it. So have you officially given up on Metroid Prime 4? I've said repeatedly on this show, you can check the tapes. It does not exist. We have tapes. Plus, plus, to be fair to John, he did say besides Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime. So he, Yeah, he did. That's, that's fair. And I'm excited about the last email. I believe, Chris, you're going to read it? Sure. Or who? Yeah, because I'm going to read this stuff in uh, Discord. But it's from Kevin. Uh, and it okay. was, we did a, he was a first time, long time last week. And when you read this email, hopefully you get the feels like I did. Cause it's good stuff. This is from, as John just said, Kevin, AK proton UW, and it's called updates and our things. Hola amigos. Hola. Como esta? Donde esta la biblioteca? That's uh, where the library is. Chris has nothing to do with this email, sir. Discoteca. <laughs> I thought you said biblioteca. No, I did say biblioteca. No, I was like, pivot. Well, if I said discoteca. Then we're down. I got to go uh, DJ there tonight. It's cool. Wiki wiki. Once again, a happy <laughs> Tuesday to you all. I was excited happy to hear my first email ever read aloud last week. Thank you for doing that. Hey, you're yeah. welcome. I watched it on stream uh, live and showed the recorded version layer to my wife. Your wife? <laughs> she watched with humor as I sat in front of the TV like a little kid and point out who everyone was on the screen. However, she was a little confused to see John represented <laughs> by a pile of ash. I was confused too. <laughs> One of these days, I'll figure it out uh, how to join the live stream chat. Allow me to first apologize for the length of last week's email. We never, we never compromise length, sir. It's fine. Right. Uh, Richard. Uh, it wasn't until I heard it aloud that I realized I had written a rambling novel. I promise not to repeat the same uh, mistake or for I promise not. Yeah. I promise not to repeat for the sake of your own time and vocal cords. John, since you were gone last week, if you get the time, I'd love to hear what boss slash level slash section of a game you considered your all-time most difficult encounter. Sean, my wife. Your wife. Your wife? Uh? Loved your positivity and humor in last week's show. Makes me regret not booking you as a DJ for our wedding. It would have been lit. And but hey, 
happy wedding and many years to come anyway, you know? <laughs> and finally, Chris, I bow my hat and respect to you, good sir, for not only reading aloud my long email, but also inserting some improvised Lord of the Rings commentary. Much like the Ring of Power, the WGC podcast is the one to rule them all. <laughs> Chris, I, can they pass? <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> John, now you gotta say something about brandy wine and bottle butts or whatever you say. I don't I don't I don't know. Oh Sam <laughs> <laughs> The beacons are lit. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> Where was Gondor when the West Weld? <laughs> oh sorry. my god, I did not expect oh Sam. <laughs> uh where was nice. I? Nice. Chris, your oratory skills and mastery of prose can grace the halls of Lord to bring Shakespeare to tears. No one has ever, nor should Never they ever said, no said one, that. To be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. I am terrible. If you need math, I am your man. <laughs> uh, furthermore, it was actually Chris's lengthy reading that inspired my question for you all this week. If you could choose one video game character or fictional character from a movie or book, to hear speak at a TED talk, who would it be and why? I personally would choose either Laura Croft or Indiana Jones. I would imagine the talks would be interesting from a historical adventure point of view. Plus, Laura Croft isn't too bad to look at on stage. Ha ha. Uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, so see? know what you mean, sir. See, I delivered that with skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, oh wait. Uh, anyway, I hope that y'all are having a great week. Keep up the positivity and awesome podcasting. I'll spread the words to others about your show. Thank Best, you. Kevin, aka Proton UW. P.S. That's postscript, guys. Yes, it uh, is. Update from last week. I originally beat Bloodborne. Yes, nice. I had one boss, the Orphan of Cause. Uh, to defeat, and I finally did it. Still haven't been secure, though. I can only take so much frustration in that game before logging off. Uh, PSS, which is what? Uh, post superscript? I don't know. Uh, I finally got a PlayStation 5 two weeks ago. Uh, PSSS. <laughs> I don't know where we're at now. My older cousin says my TV is a little too old to support the PS5, so I haven't opened it. Ha <laughs> uh, I promised my wife. Your wife. Huh? We'd get a new TV only after we get a house. Might be a while. Cheers. My beer Hey, uh, update on my PlayStation since you got one. Mine was on the surgeon's table last night. Uh, and it was informed to me that. Uh, so here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. Uh, there it is. Uh, mine was on the table. And, uh, Apparently, they didn't make it. They being Sony, they didn't make it easy to get to the board. Oh. There's a lot of heat sinks on it, if you yeah. know what those are. That's a so huge heat go. sink. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, uh, your question. See. TED Talks, guys. Mine, uh, and it happens to be timing, to be quite honest. Ezio Auditore de Frenzy would be my TED Talk guy, because I love Ezio. I actually thought it was going to be Kratos, and then I was like, no. And then I was like, Master Chief? Yeah, Ezio, Ezio, 100%. Love it. Let's see. He said gaming or or just anything, right? Yeah. Oh, man. It's hard not to pick Forrest Gump. Um, Ger Geralt of Rivera. 
I don't think that. I don't know how that would be either. That would just be the whole point is for it to be just like. What's he gonna talk about? How best to slay monsters? And then if you have, I would listen. If you had a drugger, then you use this potion. See, I'm already in. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with Commander Shepard. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. What about John? John will go with fictional character, would, movie, would, or book, dude, or uh, video I, game. I would love to hear a TED talk from Tingle from uh, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> actually, we should all just petition for a TED talk from Link so we can actually hear him talk. True. <laughs> Hi, guys. My track. name's Link. Exactly. I've been saying. He comes out and he's like, "Hi." <laughs> it would be it would be Ganon because what makes TED Talks interesting is thinking about something in a way you've never thought about it. So, uh, you, you know, you'd hear a TED Talk from Ganon about how he's actually been right for 6,000 years. <laughs> so, That's the case. Because, because he has been right. Wait, what? <laughs> that kind of reminds me um, at a thing at Trivia where it was named the movie where as described from the point of view of the villain, right? And it was a war hero takes on a bunch of terrorists who blew up a government building led by a, uh, led by a rebel and two, uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? People that like sneak things in. Uh, I can't think of the term right now. And then finally, uh, led by a religious cult leader. What is that? The Empire Strikes Back. The worst Star Wars movie ever made. That's just the worst thing to say. I'm unique. I don't like Empire Strikes Back. It's it's, but it's not new. John is he's yeah, no. he's, he's he's steadfast on that, yeah. which is fine, you know. Uh, so I, I didn't see this yesterday, but <laughs> we're gonna pivot over to to Twitter. Uh, okay. Of course, you can find us at, uh, at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. But you know, yesterday, uh, and and rest in peace, by the way, to Olivia, Olivia Newton John, who did pass away. Um, I saw a very 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 cool memorial for her today. Um, it turns out she was, she was a pretty good, she was a good, pretty good human. And she, I think she died way too young. Um, and also something I didn't see until right now, uh, that happened this morning, I think is Serena Williams is retiring from tennis. Yeah. David Attenborough that. passed away yesterday too. David Attenborough also. So we had another rest in peace yesterday. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, but again, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can um, you can see what's trending right now. That's kind of where I saw the Serena Williams thing, but that is not the number one trending thing, believe it or not. Uh, let's go see if we have any mentioned. We may or may not. It's probably fine if we don't. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, just as an update, and thanks to Chris, core Chris, uh, for, for being kind of the guy behind this. Uh, we had a struggle with the Google podcast showing up. And we fixed it. And so you guys should now, if you listened on the Google, you should be good to go. So very much, uh, very cool for that. And also, I found something very funny, and I probably shouldn't have, um, because I went back to check it today. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I retweeted a video 
of a person who was like at a bus station or a bus stop. She was on her phone, <clears throat> excuse me, and she got up to walk and she ran into the glass thing that was super clean. I saw that. And then, but she kind of kept walking as she was sliding down it. So it looked like she'd like double tapped it. I laughed and that's the kind of person I am, but that has now been deleted by the tweeting author. Okay. Uh, so, so there you go on that. But uh, let's go see if we got any new followers. I don't think we do because I don't think I would have saw them. No, we're sitting at 443. If you want to be 444, give us a new follow on the Twitter. Remember, Elon Musk is not taking it over anymore. You can come back. We're here. We're here. That was a joke. Maybe funny. a bad one. Maybe a bad one. It's probably it's probably fine. Uh, but we're going to go to our Discord where we did welcome some new folks this week. Like, who was it? Who? Cactus. Cactus joined our party, which was cool. Um. I didn't entice everyone to send any thoughts or questions about our Switch title today uh, and get those suckers in to where Punkhead quickly told me I'm not some sucker. And you're not wrong about that. But in our email section, um, there was some talk about where is Nacho? Uh, <laughs> well, Nacho, and I, I let everybody know, you know, Nacho was getting ready to get married. Um, Huck put a gif of um, Al Bundy and Peg Bundy, which is pretty funny because that's what married life is like. Um, but Yuri chimed in and said, hey guys, I wanted to bring this up a while back, but I kept forgetting. I think most of the younger listeners are not aware of this reference. It started in the 90s with the, in the year 2000. Exactly. This is why Chris does what he does, which was updated once we moved past that date to 3000. I loved watching Conan in my teens. Conan used to be really late night on NBC. He's still my favorite late night show host, of course, retired, and his clueless gamer segments are hilarious. They really were. Game on, guys. And it's the YouTube video of Conan doing the final edition of the year of in the year 3000. So if you want to check that out, you can. And he also put a clueless gamer, and this was a God of War gameplay uh, with Bill Hader. I remember watching this, uh, and it was great. We have a question. Uh, this was sent in by Saul for X. Which show will be better? Uh, the Rings of Power or House of Dragons? And to follow up, which one are you all more excited about? I think Rings of Power is going to be better. I'm I actually, yeah, and I'm more excited about that one too. I'm anticipating Rings of Power more just because it's Lord of the Rings. But I don't know. I mean, they're two new shows. You just don't know how things are going to shake out until you start seeing what's airing and how those people filmed it. Right. And how everything looks and feels how it moves. So we'll see. And, uh, somebody totally got lied to, and this was Huck. Huck says, what's the topic tonight? And Pockhead said, turbo golf racing to which Huck, Believed Punkhead and said, oh, okay. <laughs> That's, That's the topic not, next week, right? I mean, it might. You never know, dude. But uh, then today, uh, Nacho Ordinary Gamer, who has made his return, said, play old, game, play old games already. Dang it. It's weekly games chat, not weekly newest games release chat. He's not wrong. And, and that's, listen, that's something we want to do. But it's also kind of hard to find old games none of us have played. 
so then we started thinking, okay, and we've said this to you guys before, maybe there are some games that are going to be getting DLCs that we can play and now have interesting takes on, you know? Um, love, love a good DLC. I do love a good DLC, you know what I'm saying? Live in service to the new. I don't know what Chris has said, but it probably was something Chris-like. Probably fine. <laughs> Late, are you guys good? You guys good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 368. That's three more than a full year's worth of podcast, but some of them are Thanos. No, they're not worthy. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we definitely appreciate you. Wherever you find this podcast, please leave us a nice review so other folks like yourselves can find us and our community continue to, can continue to grow. Thank you to our folks at twitch.tv who watched us. Of course, that's weekly game chat. To our chat, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do that to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. You could follow us on our social media, which is Twitter at weeklygameschat, or you can do all the things and also join us at Discord. Um, this is when I turn to my buddy John. Thank God he's not a pile of dirt this week, and I say game on. Also look at my buddy Chris and say game on. Game on, boys. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Some would say I'm still a pile of dirt, but game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life.